everyone to Films with the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hey guys. And Nicole. Hello. And tonight we'll be reviewing the 2019 film The Intruder in theaters now. Uh, Brand spanking new. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) If you've uh, already seen Endgame four or five times and you're looking for something else, here we are. Um, (laughs) The Intruder. So The Intruder... Uh, is a movie directed by Dion Taylor. Uh, I looked at some of his filmography. Um, none of this, nothing I've ever seen, um, except for I think Jess, you saw Traffic, right? With that sounds K. familiar. Who's in that? That's uh, Omar Epps, Paula Patton. I'm pretty sure I did. I feel like what? you saw that with um, Ian. It obviously, didn't leave much of an impression on her. No, just well, I forget like everything. <laughs> I forget everything movie related. Why did I see that? <laughs> I don't know. You, you and Ian, uh, listen, Ian's our producer, or not producer, uh, our music guy on the show. Um, so he's a, a f- friend of the program. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is written by David Lowry. Uh, not the David Lowry who did like um, Ghost Story and a bunch of other movies that you might have actually heard of. He did a bunch of movies that... I'm not super oh, familiar with. How shitty is that? That he's the one that nobody knows. His name is spelled different. The name. other one is with a W, and his is with a U G H. So he's David Lowry. Um, but uh, <laughs> like he did. The only thing I've even ever heard of that he did is Star Trek V: The Final Frontier in 1989. Uh, he wrote oh, that. Oh wow! So um, uh, and this stars. Uh, well, let me just uh, explain the plot, and that'll reveal who this stars. It's basically three people. Um, a young married couple, Scott, played by Michael Ely, and Annie, played by Megan Good, buy their dream home in Napa Valley, unaware that the previous owner, Charlie Peck, played by Dennis Quaid, has a deadly plan to get his property back. Oh, Correct. What a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. So, um, you know, if you want to see this right now, it's in theaters. uh, Up to you. Uh, It's uh, like a horror thriller um i'm gonna go ahead and say comedy at times uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah if you want to go see it we're gonna go into spoilers now um in theaters probably for i don't know a little bit longer here uh so we rate things with fi- at films with the women in my life on four criteria the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall feel and resonance of the film um I mean, we just kind of get into it. I think, uh, Jess, I think you were the most excited to see this. Uh, what did you think of the plot of The Intruder? Well, the reason I think I was most excited to see this was because I kept calling it Parent Trap 2. <laughs> yes, you kept calling it because of Dennis Quaid's involvement. I immediately saw him and I was like, oh, this is the sequel of The Parent Trap. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> it's the parent trapping. Like, <laughs> Okay, oh so purely plot, nothing else, just... Storybook plot. <laughs> I'll yes. talk about other things later, but just the plot, I think I'm going to give it a four. Um, oh my god! Just the plot, <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else. Just as if nothing else existed, just the storyline. I don't know, I thought the storyline was cool. Um, it's original, which I think a lot of movies now aren't. They're usually books or something I'm gonna adapted of before. Before we get too far into it, this, there's a lot of movies that have done this before. Um, okay, well... Remember. Original well, my, in my eyes, I guess. I don't know. I I like the thought. <laughs> I like the idea. Someone haunting a house that they once owned and they can't step away from. I thought that was cool. And they kept telling him to go away and he kept coming back. And I don't know. I liked how it 
how suspenseful it became at the end. Like, there were definitely boring parts the first three quarters, but the last quarter, I definitely was glued to it, and that was a thriller part that was, it had a lot of jump scares in it. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to get into this more with Jess. <laughs> okay, uh, Nicole, I mean, we'll start with the, the setup. Like, the setup of these, why don't, uh, Nicole, you explain some of the setup uh, and since, cause we see, we just saw it tonight. We're pretty fresh. So yeah. explain a little bit of the okay. setup and then give you a rating based on that. Okay. Know? Yeah. So this starts with a young couple, um, who's looking for their dream home. And I think they live in Los Angeles or San Francisco, they live in San Francisco. And, uh, it, it shows them going to this house that they want to see, um, that's up for sale. Uh, it looks like it's being sold by the owner, so there's no realtor or anything like that. So they get to the house, and they just politely let themselves into the property. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're just observing the outside, and then they see, well, they hear a gunshot. So um, they're already kind of spooked out a little bit. And then they see um, Dennis Quaid come around with a dead deer. <laughs> Yeah, it's like venison. And, uh, and a shotgun, yeah. <laughs> so some weird shit like you guys like venison, not even knowing who these people are. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he goes, Let's take a look at the house. Like, how does he know what these people want? <laughs> how did they know that I assume, house was for I assume sale? the house was up for sale. I mean, we don't we're not told this. Um but I no. I can kind of I just kinda of go with it at the beginning here because I'm like, alright, maybe there was a for sale sign I didn't see. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Fine, like, fine. He's very it's friendly. It's really tucked away. In the, <laughs> it's really tucked away in Napa Valley's forest. So it's whatever. So he brings them all around into the house. And it's a beautiful old house with a lot of antiques and a lot of uh, really neat knickknacks and all. And the woman, this is her dream. Like, she loves it. And the, um, the husband is she a little uh, skeptical, but... Um, when he hears the price, he's like, oh, we're not getting this. So they're leaving, and Dennis Quaid's like, let me throw in a little something. You get all this fancy <laughs> shit for less money, and they're, like, sold. So The wife is, like, sold. Deal. The guy is, like, the, fine. Like <laughs> Right. Now, the reason that he's selling this house is because his wife has passed away uh, from cancer, and he's like, I'm going to go move to Florida with my with my daughter who wants me to come stay. So it's time for me to take the next step and move on. So um, we finally get to the to the scene where they're moving in. They've got their moving company and all that stuff. And they are just so elated. And they're saying their goodbyes to, I don't even remember his name, Des Quaid. Char- uh, Charlie. Charlie Pick. Saying goodbye to Charlie. We hope you you do well on your on your trip to Florida. And um, he's he's off, and the, the one of my favorite scenes is coming up. <laughs> my favorite scene is this ridiculous, out of place, horrid sex scene. <laughs> oh my god! The one, the one on in the ca- kitchen. Yes. on the countertop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> With this weird soul music playing in the background, it's so out of place. It's so like thrown in, really bizarre. Anywho. This this little blurb right here is leading us into the plot, which is that they seem to be having Charlie pop up quite often around the house. He was supposed to have left for Florida by now. And the events that lead up to him being around more than they want. So plot only, um, I give the I give the plot like 
Oh my god, I don't even know. Like a two? (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense, but the execution is just horrific. (laughs) So we're one of the funniest bad things that we've ever seen, (laughs) I think. So. All right. uh, So. I think for the plot, just if we're going pure plot, kind of. I know it's hard it, to like pick apart this movie because of the. I way don't know. It I is. feel like yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna go There's so much, if we're gonna go pure plot, oh, it's tough because I, I like to throw writing into this part. If I threw writing into this, it would be like oh, it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like a one five. It'd be horrible. But I'm gonna give it like a three because it's a simple plot, and I like. I like uh, the, I guess, Charlie character here in the beginning. I like how weird he is, and I like how overly friendly but also nefarious he seems. Um, I li- And I guess I'm, I'm who I like in this flip-flops around a lot because it's basically Scott, Annie, and Charlie for the majority of the movie. We also get their, their friend Mike and his wife briefly, like, in parts, but for the most part, it's them three. Um, so, like, yeah, in the beginning here, they're city people, um, Michael Ely, Scott gets a promotion. He's like a uh, ad exec. Um, Annie is like a writer for some woman's magazine. Um, just throwing that out there. Yeah, the yeah, way they so describe basically it, basically like no job. Pretty cheesy. It's like but, an um, episode of House Hunters where these people have ridiculous jobs and their budget is so expensive. <laughs> like, where did they get all that money? Yeah, like from? I'm a top ten Etsy person. Like, it's that. Like, that's what these jobs <laughs> feel like. They feel like these ridiculous jobs that like eight people in the world have, and they just happen to be them. But that's fine. You know, they're characters in a movie. We have to follow the people we are given. Um, yeah, the beginning here, they're kind of getting to know each other. Uh, Charlie is definitely making some weird advances on Annie, uh, and Scott can tell and does not like it. He doesn't like the vibe of the house, but Annie loves it for some reason. It's got vines overgrown all over the place. Um, it's spooky looking house. It's a I know. very weird. I looking thought house. it was so-, so weird how the bottom was so modern. And like I was, at the first scene, they show the house, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the kitchen is nice. Like this is cool. And then it just got like so antique real fast yeah the whole house is like a hodgepodge of weirdness the front looks like like i thought they were going to like an abandoned house that was like oh why are they going here like this looks like something that was left a hundred years ago and now there's shit growing all over it and then they go inside and yeah it's got like a really nice kitchen and dining room and then they go to like some of the other rooms and it looks like 80s wallpaper (laughs) and like it all kind of has a purpose i guess because charlie's like explaining like uh my wife we haven't changed this room since, you know, my wife made it like this. And, uh, but like, why do they have such a nice kitchen then? And then the house is also like got vines <laughs> growing through it. Like, I don't really, whatever. It's, it's kind of inconsistent, all that. Um, but I want to talk about the writing real quick before we go into the rest of it. The writing feels like, like a 15 year old exchange student <laughs> who never spoke English <laughs> came, was, came to America and, from whatever country and didn't speak English and he was like, all right, you have to write a horror movie. And all he had grown up on was reruns of Full House. And they were like, all right, reruns of Full House, 15-year-old foreign exchange student, write an American horror story. And he, mo- and he oh made, and this God. is the script he made because that's, the writing in this is complete nonsense. It is absurdly. Wait, so this is, this is, I have to completely agree with you on this. How? I was going to talk about this more in the characters part. Okay, so let's go into the characters. There's three characters, and Jess, we started with you. We'll go into you next. There's, what do you think of our three characters and talk about the writing a little bit? <laughs> All right, so this acting was terrible. 
<laughs> this is like the worst acting I've ever like. Probably it didn't feel like I was in theaters. I felt like I was watching something on Netflix that like nobody knows about. It got the dumped acting there. <laughs> was so bad. I'll probably give it a two just because of Charlie, and he like brought the one up to a two. But the acting was terrible. He's so weird and crazy. Like yeah, and I mean he he is like. If you're doing a horror film, he played the part well. Like, I, I liked him, but the friends, the couple, like, their acting was just so bad. <laughs> oh, the one friend, the uh, uh, Mike. Mike. He's the fucking worst. He's so oh, yeah. corny. And, and this guy, like, like, I never acted in his whole life. <laughs> no. I've never acted before. He, he should have been, like, the intern or something, like, his first role. So if you, like, ever watch a movie, a scary movie, you would automatically sense that Michael's gonna die. Like, I knew that straight off the bat when I first saw him, and I'm like, yeah, he's definitely gonna die, and he did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the acting was so bad. Like, when, um, when Scott tried to, like, in the very beginning, like, talk about his wife and, like, how much he loved Annie, and she, he's basically like, whatever Annie wants, Annie gets. I'm just like, this is so fake and forced and I bad. I love you, I love you, I love you. That was his speech at the party of the thing. Like, what the fuck is that? That's nothing. Uh, like, I, I can't even describe how bad, like, any of that is. I um, wish I could and- remember more of the lines because they were horrible. They're just so, <laughs> they're horrible. The whole scene... Like, okay, when they, when we're, like, moving through this, um, like, middle part, and they have the, um, the Thanksgiving dinner, and, (laughs) what is this Thanksgiving dinner? There's no family, it's just the four (laughs) friends, and the weird guy who sold them the house. What? And they go go outside, the guy goes outside for, for a cigarette, and (laughs) Charlie follows him, and this most awkward showdown happens, nothing said, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it's just like a like a common thread of they hate each other for what reason i don't I just, no, 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 because, no because because of the conversation at the dinner. cigarette because of the cigarette oh, that went right. out because remember the friend was over no. when they first moved in yeah no 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 it was because the because mike was knocking the house he was like this house sucks yeah like, he was like you know you can blow out this room here add this and you can see yeah. charlie's blood so, boil as he's, he's saying all yeah that now stuff. he's got a vengeance oh wait I, I i hate to go back but no let's jump around a little are, bit in the middle here because there's a lot of good we'll, stuff we'll talk about we well, i think stuff. we should talk about the the best of the worst here <laughs> one of the things that we picked up that was so funny was when they were Walking through the house originally to, when they were purchasing it, when they were taking a look at this fanciful tapestry. That <laughs> so I thought that tapestry gift. Would, like, would come back again in the oh, movie. It seems it like was, it's different. Yes, but when, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, when he comes back for Thanksgiving to visit and he's taking him through all the restorations they've done in the house and he walks him through and um, Dennis Quaid notices the tapestry's missing. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shit's <laughs> Oh my god, and the camera shot in that is horrible. I told and this is one of the things I had to mention to you before we left the movie. I was like, this it's that like um ear that like ear pitch music where it's like and but the camera's not moving. Oh it's just god. static staring at them. Like it's not zooming in or like shaking. It's just it's just static and you just see the guy's face, he's just grumpy looking, and it's just it's so, horrible. It's so horrible. That's so good. It's so good. So now there's suspicion growing from Char with Charlie, okay? And Scott's like, oh man, something's well, really you weird. Know, just Scott's to- suspicion. Annie thinks he's like the friendliest guy ever, even though he like mowed their lawn and like right. comes over every day when he's not yes. invited. 
Annie so is the next so tip off with her bad acting, she I don't even have the words. Her bad haircut, you mean? Her fucking haircut. coconut head haircut. <laughs> bad <laughs> acting. Wait, 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 now the next tip off that Scott gets is he's at the coffee shop. Oh my he's god, the, this fucking he's character. at the coffee shop. This he can't even character. act either. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, no, yeah, this, this guy's no standing there. <laughs> This guy's standing there in the coffee shop. He's like, hey, you look familiar. I'm blah, blah, blah from like a mile down the road. He's like, oh, thanks for thanks for saying hi. How are you? He's like, what do you think of Charlie's house? <laughs> He's like, don't believe everything behind that mask. He murdered his wife. He's <laughs> like, well, I got to go. My coffee's ready. Like, that's literally how we never see him again. And then he was like, and by the way, his wife died in the house too. Just to let you know. Oh my God. It's like so out of place. Like, I feel like they were supposed to cut that scene out but they forgot and they left it <laughs> no but he had to he had to be let he know. had to like know to like ask his friend to investigate more he had to know it. his wife didn't die from cancer he got she was died under suspicious circumstances so you know 15 year old non-english speaking foreign exchange is like all right i'll have a, a character show up but he <laughs> doesn't know how to make him in his typewriter just like, <laughs> he doesn't know how to like, organically <laughs> make this character part of it he's like oh a coffee God. shop all americans right. drink coffee at coffee shop so- and then, <laughs> and then he's, they have conversations there like that's that's like i oh can see God. that's like what it feels like this scene was written as it's i just i <laughs> i love telling this story i want to continue i love it He's so <laughs> yeah now- <laughs> you're doing amazing sweetie now now he um is like oh shit like i gotta i gotta investigate this so he calls on trusty mike and he's like mike you gotta figure this chain spoken mike you gotta gotta figure this out so he goes back to work and he recruits this guy that's sitting in an office that's pitch black except for like the light from the laptop there's like no there's nothing on the desk and he's like oh man i've been searching and i haven't really found a lot except that charlie has this daughter that doesn't have the same name anymore and she lives in florida to get away from him because there was a murder no she doesn't live in florida she lives in maine she lives in maine yeah well they don't know that yet because even though she knows the daughter changed the name, they don't know where they live. But all right, fine. But right, here's her phone right, number, right. also. And they have all this information, and the guy's like, "By the way, make sure Mike's in at work tomorrow because Mike's been missing. Where's Mike been? Well, we learned prior to that that Mike got fucking killed. Okay, like I just that. out of the blue. You did, you did. Out of the blue, he he goes to spy. Am I, am I missing something here? I feel like I am. Just, just keep no. going and I'll cut Scott, back because no, I, have, what about the I don't want to ruin your train. run off the road. That's right. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, the whole reason Mike gets killed, this is the reason Mike gets killed because <laughs> one night Scott's running in this electric silver uh, puffy coat and he... <laughs> <laughs> clearly visible and reflective but somehow gets hit by a truck okay <laughs> and he falls into on a, purpose <laughs> he falls into a ditch and he ends up waking up in the hospital and has a concussion and is watching tv after the concussion but anywho this is when he enlists let's this is when he enlists mike to come help him so that's when they find out all this crazy information and um mike goes to spy and wants to see if everything's okay because scott tells him i need you to check on ann or annie whatever so mike shows up to the house <laughs> peeking p- peeping tom through the window <laughs> instead of just fucking <laughs> knocking on the door i don't understand he's understand. in like the woody backyard it's like oh, trying to like look at hold that on. angle hold on before all this happened why why is charlie in the house it's because 
he brought over a pizza and oh my god i love this she was taking a shower and uh she comes down with like a bunch of towels on she's like opens the door oh charlie you scared me charlie's like oh, i brought you an extra large pizza with all the toppings just pick off what you don't like what excuse me what? because i heard that your husband got into an accident but like, where the fuck did he hear that from? Exactly. And she's just like, oh, thank you for the pizza. You're not going to make me eat this all myself, are you? And I'm- invites him into the fucking house. When that happened, when I was in the theater, the whole, yes. everyone, the audience was like, what the hell? Oh, ours too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh ours was a full theater, and they were, like, I think Nicole and I were the only two laughing throughout, but <laughs> everyone else was, like, doing the, what are you fucking doing? Like... <laughs> Yeah, my theater did that too. Yeah, we got we got Mike now, Peep and Tom, and um, wait, and this is also when um, Scott has told Mike or Scott has told Annie multiple multiple times, do not let Charlie in the house anymore. Oh yeah, she's so stupid. (laughs) (sighs) Well, remember, remember, Annie is mad at Scott too because. He texted her. Oh, he didn't call her. There's too much shit going on. There's too much. Oh there's so God. much stupid shit, it's hard to keep track. I wish, I wish that I had a notebook in the theater so I could have wrote down the timeline because this makes no fucking sense, but you need the timeline of how this goes down. No, this oh, had yeah. already happened. This has already happened before when he helped, when, uh, when uh, Charlie helped Annie hang up all the Christmas decorations and she invited him in a different time because basically the trend is he goes to work, Charlie comes over, Charlie does stuff around <laughs> the house, and Annie's just like, yeah, he's just a helpful old man, and let's invite him in for wine, and like I don't like it doesn't make any uh, sense. When um, Annie find when Annie talks to Scott about his his past, and all of a sudden, like for us in the in the middle of the movie, he goes. Baby, you know I cheated on you before, but it was only one time. Don't you forget? <laughs> or whatever he said. I'm like, this was so nonchalant. They just threw it in. And what? He, she was like, you know the last time you texted me, it was when you cheated on me. I'm like, what, <laughs> oh what kind of plot device is that? <laughs> oh my Hold God. Hold on. All right, so did much. you write the characters? I forgot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> give them a five out of just pure stupidity but i'm gonna give them a one because it was <laughs> terrible yeah i'm gonna give them i'm gonna give them a two because like just said uh charlie's insanity raises the whole thing but no every other character in this is either stupid terrible. or makes no sense or both like it's They're- just it's just nonsense constantly even if happening. they made no sense they're acting they had no skills to even try to make it sense no like i think these are below average actors with a horrible script and average directing below average like it's just it's a mess megan good is like way beyond her years now like she was popular way back and now she's just like oh no dennis clodge had given <laughs> everyone lessons like beforehand well i mean he's been kind of washed up since i don't know day after tomorrow like he is a he hasn't exactly had a yeah or since parent trap. <laughs> no day after tomorrow was after parent trap so <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, we've talked about the middle part and how everyone, it's just stupid. It just, it's just, well, stupid. yeah, so at the point now where, like, there, he comes back from the hospital from his concussion and he's like, you know, there's shit going on with Charlie. And, like, you really can't trust him anymore. She finally is like, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after all the weird shit he's been doing. Yeah. Oh my god! Is, do we get the scene? Do we have the scene already where where Charlie uh, goes? Well, she's taking the shower and Charlie's like 
in the bathroom and he's like oh taking gosh. his clothes off. And then- no, I think that's coming up. Yeah, I think that's like right his, around this same his, time. His like sexual urge and fantasy all of a sudden just like shot up. In the at the Thanksgiving scene, he had this like rage mode fake dream sequence where he smashed the bottle and stuff. And then I I thought that the shirt coming off was also one, but it wasn't. It was real. <laughs> that one was real. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. So he's like in he's in the house and she's saved by the phone call. And um, I forget. I don't even know what the fucking phone call was about, but. Um, He's starting to be very visible in this house. We get another weird bear skin rug sex scene, and it's just. <laughs> just forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's got like so. Oh, by the way, it's so PG thirteen. We see him with his shirt off, but from the waist up only, and then she's mm-hmm. wearing like a one piece bathing suit, literally. Like, <laughs> like, like it is the I most PG thirteen I feel like they knew like the movie wasn't going anywhere. It's like let's just add sex so the audience likes it. It, they like were so thrown sex, in. Like just like laying on each other with soul music or rap music playing. There's a lot. There was <laughs> oh a lot of God. weirdly. Oh yeah, I was, gu- was going to get to that when we talked about the music and <laughs> the picture. Well, I think we're getting close to the uh, the turn of the movie. So let's talk about the visual and sound a little bit. And uh, uh, Jess, what do you think of that? Okay, so horror movie wise, like all that tauntingness, I thought that was pretty good. But the R and B, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> It felt forced. If that's what the director wants, like, that's fine. It, it didn't affect me too much, but I guess it was just not my cup of tea. Like, I guess there was the R&B, like, when he was running. Like, it wasn't running music either. It was kind of just... Nothing, it just was, didn't, nothing seemed to fit the tone of, like, this eerie... Yeah, it just felt I mean, like or, someone the, was like, oh, I really like this song. Let me put it in this scene. That's what it felt like. He was just like, I'm just going to play, like, my workout soundtrack, and, like, that'll be the, that'll <laughs> that, be the score. That's but exactly the music with the jump scares, that was, that was fine. That that works for it. It's just oh, the R and B. Like the last twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah, the last quarter of the movie I thought was fine. I, I like the last quarter, but the we'll yeah, we already discussed here. the first three quarters. <laughs> I felt that in the very opening scene, it was like hip hop, little bit upbeat music with the car coming around the curve. I was not expecting anything like that. I, I thought, thought we were in the wrong. A little movie more somber. Yeah, I thought it was a little more somber. Like this is how it was going to be a little more dark. But it had some really out of place music. It was really weird. <laughs> uh, Jess, the beginning, the first like two or three minutes when they're driving and um, they're in like the penthouse or whatever, it, it reminded me of Superfly from last year. <laughs> That's what I read. I'm like, is this gonna? I'm like, I didn't think this was gonna be Superfly. Is this gonna be Superfly? Like, <laughs> we love that movie. <laughs> oh, I I love that movie, but for probably for similar reasons. Like, I mean the. This kind of feels. This feels like a music video director kind of guy. I don't know what Dion Taylor has done <laughs> other than Traffic, but um, did you guys give your ratings on like the visual and sound? Um, oh. I don't know. Probably, I think the visuals. I I don't know. I have to think about it. The visuals were cool. What visuals? What of what? The well, there's a movie. There are visuals. <laughs> um, the skyline. The, the sweaty dance like, played. Yeah, the woods were cool and like all this. Okay, I'll give like a. I don't know, I'm between a 2-1 and a 2-5, because the music was just so bad. I'll give it a 2-5, benefit of the doubt. Alright. Oh, well, I gave it like a 1.5. <laughs> I, I guess the best part was that underground lair that we get to a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, where we where we get, come to like the... Okay, the last quarter redeemed itself for the movie for me. Yeah, so we come to this turn of events yeah, where we hold learn on, hold on. like... Re- define redeemed. 
I mean, it wasn't going too well. I was kind of bored. But then once the thriller part actually happened, I was more hooked to it. Hmm. We might be watching this differently. But uh, uh, Nicole, go ahead and explain, like, yeah, how this scene, how this scene goes. <laughs> yeah. So Charlie is like in the house now, and um, the other guy comes home, her husband, <laughs> and it's like he 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 has tied Annie up. Like he's full on serious now. He's like, I love you. I need you. And she's <laughs> like, Oh sh- oh shit. Here we go. So she found this like secret trap door behind her linen closet where she falls down and sees that Dennis Quaid's been fucking living under there. That's how he just pops up out of nowhere. It's like a tunnel from the shed to the to the linen closet. So she's she's running in there. She's well she's not running she's fucking walking so slow through here <laughs> and <laughs> she sees she's making Mike's horrible decisions the whole time she sees yeah mike's frozen body in a fucking freezer and he's like oh crap i've been found out so he ties her up and puts a tissue in her mouth as if that's going to stifle her scream <laughs> and ties her up with like bread ties like this is the most ridiculous shitty thing he does this really bizarre <laughs> looking of her shirt oh my gosh that was such a weird scene i was turned over in my seat laughing and kind of gagging i was like because he's just like (sighs) (sighs) he's just just licking up the shirt he's like licking her chin like i'm like oh what the fuck is happening yeah and that's when you know like he wants annie and the house before i thought he like wanted to leverage annie to get the house and now i'm just like oh no he wants annie and the house well he does he says that when he's at when he's killing mike when he's killing mike he says oh you're in my way and scott's in my way to get to annie so he's he's like swayed by into that too i think he wanted the house to begin with but now he's swayed into wanting annie as well to make himself whole or whatever the hell he said but um yeah so (laughs) then the guy comes home and they have some really i can't even tell it because it's so funny (laughs) i really wish i watched this with you guys now i I think we would have been so obnoxious in the theaters though because i think we would have been the only three people laughing in a full theater like out loud like probably (laughs) so so jess you said this is that you're like a part of the movie where you actually thought it was like actually kind of working as far as like it it intended to work. Uh, talk a little bit about like what you thought was was going right here, I guess. Cool. So, okay, so I thought the music was on key here when Charlie just pops up. Like I did jump a few times there, and I thought like the whole secret passageway was cool, and then following each other, and then when Scott came home, <laughs> and they're just beating <laughs> the shit out of each other. I don't know. I was just in it, even though. <laughs> They both should have been dead the whole time. Scott fell down like the balcony. The guy had a concussion and he's like beating On him up and he's glass. fine. Oh, the fucking bloody glass. So, yeah. So at the end here, um, yeah, I've already talked about the pass- passageway, uh, the weird licking scene, uh, which is always a good one to remember. Uh, <laughs> and I I mean, Scott and Charlie basically have like a three-way fight here. Um Scott and Annie are—I mean, not much. This is this is the end. End. Scott and Annie are huddled up in the one like the wardrobe. I don't even know where are they. I don't even know in the house. They're in like a spare bedroom, like behind Uh, the the one with the blood on the wallpaper. That room. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, the room that the wife—the room that the wife got killed in—is where they're hiding now. Oh, we didn't talk about the phone call when the daughter called back. (laughs) 
Oh and my god. Expe- All right, so this is basically guy in the coffee shop part two. He calls. I love. He calls back, and then she picks it up. Did you kill him? What? <laughs> what? Excuse me. Where did we leave off? Like, do you have and this, this number in your phone is already? Young. Like, she's probably like eighteen or early twenties. I thought like yeah, maybe mid twenties, but maybe early twenties. But yeah, yeah, younger. But like. <laughs> dude what she says is so funny she's like well just so you know if i ever see him again i'm gonna kill him you know why because he murdered my mom he's a monster don't ever call me again bye <laughs> i'm like all right weird more yeah, useless like, exposition from random character no one in the way of getting that house back <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, we basically oh learned, like, God. he loves this house. Oh, and then we he'll realized kill his that wife Charlie, for the house. <laughs> Charlie had to sell the house because he was in so much debt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh I love the explanation. Thing. He's like, well, I was a, I was an engineer, and I built bridges and roads, and I, f- I, f- I put my soul into them. It's almost like they had a soul, too. And uh, I much love the structures. like, And so that's, like, his reasoning for defending this house with his life is that... He thinks it's us has a soul that he's meant to be with. I don't. It's ridiculous. It makes fucking no sense. But <laughs> we're at the end here. Dennis Quaid is shooting a shotgun everywhere. Meanwhile, Scott is deadly afraid of guns and will not go right. anywhere. Right, Scott's near afraid it. of guns because of another stupid line of exposition, where he sees uh, he sees Charlie with a gun on his property after he already bought the house. He's like, "No, Charlie, you can't have a gun here." My brother was killed in a drive-by. We grew up on the streets, and and now I can't have guns on my house. That's, like, literally what he says. Like, I changed, like, three words. Like, he literally says it like that. I'm like, not how you dole out exposition. It's all the exposition here where we have to actually carry the plot is doled out in the most sophomore-ish, amateurish way I have ever seen in a movie. Like, this is someone who just doesn't know how to actually write a movie like it doesn't make any fucking sense oh my God. like it's it's literally written like a tv movie from like 1983 like it's just ridiculous if dennis but, quaid wasn't in this this movie would be nothing <laughs> i mean it was a oh. packed theater i mean it'll probably make its money back i don't know what the budget uh, eight million was the budget Seems this high, is for but. yeah this is for people that want to go to the movies but don't want to see avengers and <laughs> it yeah, the, the the one movie that's not playing, or the one theater that's not playing Avengers is, you know, going to be playing Intruder. So, um, <laughs> they get, so Dennis Quaid's got the gun, um, Charlie, uh, uh, Scott and Annie team up on Charlie, get the gun away from him, he hits him with the bat, uh, Scott hits him with the bat, and that fucks him all up, and he's pointing the gun at Charlie, and he's like, you can't shoot it, you don't have a bullet, and then he's <laughs> like, oh yeah, check your pocket. He said... He said, you're too much of a pussy. Oh, yeah, he said, you're too much of a pussy first. And then he said, yeah, check your pocket, and then he feels his pocket. We don't see anything, we just see him. Now he does magic, too. I just don't fucking Yeah, I don't know when he got the myself, bullet. Did he count it? Like, I or don't the know shell. how it's a, it's a shell. It's a shotgun shell, but regardless, he's like, you had one left. And he's like, Rah! like he's like roaring like a monster. <laughs> and then uh, we get the fucking worst uh, lot. The, the, the movie ends like right here. You see the, him pointing the barrel down at Charlie, and he goes, "Uh-uh, it's it's Annie on the phone saying, can you come to my address? My husband just shot an intruder.'" <laughs> <laughs> and then she hangs up the phone, even though you're supposed to stay on the phone with nine one one. But all right, <laughs> and then. <laughs> 
And then, uh, oh. She's uh, like, sick him, baby. Get him. And then, hold on. Before, uh, it's another thing earlier. Uh, we have to get a restraining order against Charlie. And then, literally, he picks up the phone and goes, hello, police. I would like a restraining I order. I think we need to get back. I think we need to come back to the best moments like this after we finish up. Because there's so many. Well, yeah. Because, like, we're at the end. He says, go to hell. Shoots him. And then we get thrown into another rap song with the with weird images of the house coming in and it's the it director. the credits boom so yeah and like we're in field residence now so let's talk about any lingering moments we want to talk about to that say. uh uh i don't even know uh, nicole you seem to yeah go ahead what, what do you have left uh, to talk about this movie? yeah <laughs> Yeah, one of the best parts. One of the best parts. Okay. I said that with every every part that I talk about, but seriously. One this of is the worst is show so we've funny. ever done, for sure. This is just so, all over the place. <laughs> when, when the very first night that they get the house, they have their little like backyard barbecue, and Mike, the, the best friend, and his wife come over, and as they, they sleep over, and he's leaving the next morning, and there's a cigarette burn in his car, and... um. He's like, oh my god, I don't know how the hell this got here. I don't smoke in my car. This thing is my baby. So Scott's like, you better stop smoking in there. So he gets in the car, and Mike's wife is like, now what are we supposed to do, Mike? And he said, he said something like, shut your butterfly, butterfly lips. I don't remember what I would say. He's like, shut your beautiful lips. Oh, yeah, like something like that. Like, butterfly lips. Excuse me? What, are these, what line is that? Mike was so bad. Great. All right. So, Jess, do you have any other moments to talk about here at the end? Before before the end, I, I guess. Think. I don't know. I feel like we talked about them he, all. At the end, when he's like roaring like a lion, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, she got stabbed, and he like staggers away. He's like, ah, ah, he's like staggering away to get his gun. And when he, when um when he comes over one at one time, and they're putting up the Christmas decorations, and he's like, oh, have you seen the Christmas decorations? And they're both like, no. He's like, let me show you. So they go over and see. It. He goes, let me help you bring it in the house. And Scott's like, no thanks. <laughs> and and he's like, yeah, let's come in. Like, when is she gonna fucking learn? <laughs> <laughs> well, she learns like way 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 at the end because before that she just keeps letting him in and like giving him food and wine and shit because he's he's just a lonely old guy you know he's just uh he's just looking for a friend oh wait we, we didn't talk about the scene where they meet charlie at dinner and then um scott just drunkenly says like oh at the bar do or not yeah yeah oh. <laughs> like do not like lock eyes on my wife again like don't come stay near away us. from my <laughs> wife and then he gives him like the cheek slap <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. he like grabs his face and just a little like and it came out of nowhere too yeah. like they were like let's go to another bar and they obviously go to the motel bar that he's staying at and you're not gonna see him there come on or is he <laughs> yeah yeah, because he's never stayed oh there. Oh my god! This, this <laughs> yeah. Also, if he's never stayed been, there, does he? Yeah. Does he just go there every night in case they choose to go there to see if he's actually he, there? No, like, because why, he's wh- obviously watching when they go out, and he must have heard them or saw that they were going out and followed them. He's got a truck. That's just yeah. fucking crazy. But, and like throughout the whole movie, they were both saying like, "Doesn't it sound like the house is creaking?" And then they're both like, "Ah, oh, it's just like an old house." And really, it's him in the basement walking it's around, him, yeah, doing constantly whatever. moving around the house. And yeah, all right. So I think we got it. I think we got all the scenes out of there. Um, I- I'll give my feel in residence real quick. I mean, I feel nothing except for it's a, <laughs> to me. It, 
It's a. Co- I mean, I'm gonna. Tr- at this point, I'm treating it like a comedy. I'll call it like a three five as comedy. Oh, and God, fucking, I feel that way too. <laughs> and a one for any for any for a thriller or a horror. Like, I'm never. I'm I'm never scared. The jumps and I'm I'm susceptible to jump scares. Never works. Not one time do I jump in. This okay, movie. if you saw this by yourself, you probably feel a little different. It's because it's always different seeing with your friends and you're both are laughing the entire time. I mean, you did jump when we saw Greta, and that has no fucking jump scares. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, if it's a comedy, it's definitely a you know a decent grade. But like as a taking it seriously as a horror thriller, no, it's it's a one. I mean, uh, Jess, what did you think? Let's see, I'll probably give it a two five. And a few legit jumps. Um, yeah, and I, I again, it's the last quarter that I feel like redeemed itself. I don't know why, but I thought that just locked me in. <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> uh, I think that me and me and Brennan are assholes enough to find this as a comedy. So I I have to agree exactly with what you said as a as what it's advertised as. It's a total one. It's just a flop. But when you look past <laughs> that and you <laughs> realize how many times you laughed in the whole thing, it's a three point five comedy for sure. <laughs> so and like, let's get to the recommendations then, since we're here at the end already. We've talked about kind of. Our favorite parts, most of which were humorous, but there were some parts that, you know, were, in, I think the basement stuff is interesting, um, as far as, like, actually, you know, what they were going for, um, but, yeah, Jess, would you recommend The Intruder? I, I want to, but the acting was so bad, I don't think I could honestly say, you should watch this, um, this is probably just a very, very light recommend, if you don't mind just horribly acting people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a, a very light recommend from Jess. What do you think, Nicole? Oh, totally recommend this. <laughs> I totally recommend this because you're either going to like it because it's a little scary and you think it's like creepy and weird, or you're going to like it because you laugh so fucking hard at it because it's so bad that you can't stop. I, I wish there was more. I want another one because I loved it. A sequel. Yes. Charlie comes back. Uh, it would be, you know how bad, I mean, he died, but like, they could bring back, oh, if they bring back his brother, Randy Quaid, oh my god, I would be dying. Come on, you know that would be it. You'd be a I'm, I'm Charlie's oh brother, goodness. Hector Peck. Like, like <laughs> I love this house too. Like, oh my god. No, um, I I also recommend it. This is uh, this is the movie I've been looking for. The so bad it's good. This is it. This is when I always talk about other movies that we'd watch, and I'm bored and I'm upset that it's how it is. This is the perfect like. It's poorly written, poorly acted, mediocrely directed, makes no sense, and that's why it's fucking fun like it's like it's a fun movie that i laughed at fun. throughout i laughed at this more than most you know comedies these days um <laughs> and that's not the intent obviously this is supposed to be a horror thriller you know freak you out movie especially if you look at the trailers it's supposed to look supposed to look scary um and let me tell I, you when i am in a movie theater sometimes i get I've said this in uh, in past reviews. I get really upset when people are ruining the movie for me with their commentary in the movie theater. But but this one, the woman sitting next to me, <laughs> the whole I mean, she must have said it about nine or ten times. She goes, "This this mofo is crazy <laughs> talking about Dennis Quaid," <laughs> and it made me like yeah, this little old lady you're sitting cracking next to you kept saying it over and over. The whole, oh my god, <laughs> this, mofo this mofo's crazy. crazy! I was like dying. <laughs> it, it really enhanced my experience. I have to say, it was hysterical. 
<laughs> so yeah, this is the perfect like get a couple friends together, have some like have some drinks and watch it at home when it comes out on you know and just laugh at it. Yeah, somehow this is a recommend for all of us across the board. While I don't think any of us are saying this is an actually good movie, no. um, it's a fun movie. <laughs> and you know, I would rather a fun bad movie than an almost good boring movie. So uh, I recommend uh, at some degree. For, for some reason, across the board for The Intruder. Um, so that's that. And uh, coming up, we have some more uh, streaming reviews uh, before we get to the big the big juicy stuff uh, towards the end of May and the beginning of June. Um, a lot of good theater reviews. We already talked about it. Aladdin, um, Ma, Godzilla, uh, Rocketman, Toy Story 4 coming out next month. A lot month. of goodies. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Stuff we haven't even decided yet. So if you guys want us to review anything specifically, it's uh, Films in the w- w- films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, Films Woman Pod on Twitter, and you can always reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. Uh, Jess, Nicole, do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap up this week? Um, Make sure you lock all the doors in yeah. your house. <laughs> the intruder might come in. <laughs> yeah, you don't want Dennis Quaid coming in and offering you a large pizza with all the toppings. You can pick them off yourself. <laughs> this, this one was definitely a blast. I would really be uh, interested in hearing what some of our listeners think about this one because this one is is a talker yeah i don't know how many people are going to see this but if you do yeah please let us know what you think if you're on our side or if you think it was just boring bad or if you actually legitimately liked it and please explain why because it's not a good movie but um uh thank you uh jess and nicole for being thank on. you thanks for having us and until next time everyone this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies thanks for listening to films with the women in my life if you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.